You are about to listen to The Light of Emuna, a Parsha podcast based on the teachings of the Or HaEmunah weekly publication by Harav Menachem Azolai. This podcast is being produced Lezecher Nishmas Rachel Bas Yosef Zed. Translation and narration by Dove Elias. For more information, please visit the Light of Emuna website at www.tloe.us. Welcome to the Light of Emuna podcast. Parsha's told us this adaptation is dedicated in honor of my dear wife Devorah and our dear son, daughter, and grandson Jonathan, Ariella, and Sammy. And for a full shleim of Ratzah Bas Rochel, Henya Bas Fredel, Menachem Mordechai Ben Ophira, and Rivka Bas Simalea. The parsha opens, Ve'ela told us Yitzchak ben Avram, Avram hoiled us Yitzchak. And these are the offspring of Yitzchak, son of Avram, Avram begat Yitzchak. The concept explains Rabbi Nachman in Lekutei Maran, Ayin Dalid. The concept of Avram begat Yitzchak is as follows. Avram is chesed, kindness, and Yitzchak is gevura, strength, judgment, pachad Yitzchak, the fear of Yitzchak. In other words, holy judgment, the feature of Yitzchak, is born and grown from Avram, the aspect of kindness. For in truth, even the harshest judgments embody great kindness because it is for our benefit. An aspect of the Pasuk in Mishleyas, Asher Yoav Hashem Yochiach, for Hashem chastises the one he loves. Milchemes HaNetzach, the eternal war. When Rivki Menu passed the yeshiva of Shem and Aver, Yaakov kicked. He wanted to emerge. emerge. When she passed places of idolatry, Esav kicked. He wanted to get out. As the Pasuk tells us, the children agitated within her. Is That Pasuk is a clear foreshadow of the contention between Yaakov and Esav in the depths of each of our souls. Body and soul, spirituality and physicality, holiness and impurity, light and darkness, good and evil, internal and external, Yaakov and Esav. These two opposing paths cause more than one conflict in our lives. Depth is not what we see on the outside. What do we see? We see someone do one thing or something else and we begin to talk about him. Even if we are careful not to speak Lashon Hara, we think it to ourselves. Even if we do not say anything, we look negatively, we make judgmental gestures. However, in reality, we do not know what is inside another's heart. Actions are not the whole story. There are also thoughts, feelings, love, joy, emuna, hope, and so many amazing things that we cannot see. People see only what is visible. Only Hashem sees the heart. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees everything. We do not. We never know what is found in the recesses of another's soul. So how can we ever judge anyone? We must have emuna that in the inner depths of every Jew there is a great light, a light that shines without limit, the light of Hashem Himself. A Jew, even if his actions are not so good, has a good heart. His desires are positive. His soul is good. If he did something wrong, he is pained by it. He regrets it. That is how we must think of every Jew. As the Pasuk tells us, Yaakov was a wholesome man abiding in tents. Everything was hidden. Everything that he did was for Hashem's glory, not for his own honor. Every action that a Jew does, every thought that crosses his mind must be assessed. If it is even slightly pretentious, slightly superficial, he must be shaken to his core. Hashem, please help me so that whatever I do be for your glory, not mine, God forbid. Instead of admiring my successes, help me begin to be impressed with your compassion, your constant miracles and wonders. May may I be ever mindful that everything is your doing, nothing is me. If we take an honest look at ourselves, we will realize that we have enough of our own issues to correct, to work on. What causes there to be busy with others? How can we waste precious time that is allotted to us to correct ourselves? There was a certain tzaddik who, after reciting the words, that we say every morning in davening, 
give thanks to Hashem, declare His name, make known among His people, the peoples His actions. So after this tzaddik said this one day, he took his satchel and all of his possessions and told everyone that he was now going out to fulfill the Pasuk. He was going to go out and declare loudly throughout the world, make no, known among among the peoples his actions. He would proclaim in the streets that there was a God in the world to fulfill this Pasuk. He took several steps and quickly returned. When asked why he came back, he said, I remember that there are enough heretics inside of me. I must first inform my own 248 limbs and 365 sinews that Hashem is God. I have enough work to do on myself. How can I inform the world of the essence of Emuna when Emuna does not yet burn within me? When the soul overcomes the body, there is light. When the reverse is true, there is darkness. The soul is drawn towards holiness. That is its source. That is from where it evolves. It endures terrible suffering in this world. It is drawn to its pure source. To current to carnate the soul over the body is the struggle of life. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's entire goal is for us to merit seeing the light. But light is only visible within the darkness. Our forefathers endured such difficult tribulations. Sarah was barren for so many years and was forced to give her maidservant to Avram. Who can describe that suffering? Avram was forced to evict his own son from his home. Rivka was compelled to send Yaakov away so that Esav would not kill him. Yet they all persisted. This is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's greatest delight. He relishes the service that people perform in this world when we are found in a black hole, a place in which we do not feel Hashem, but we know that Hashem is even there. In the world to come, after 120 years, the melody will be that when we could not see anything, it was actually Hashem. There, where everything was difficult, where there was no air, even there Hashem was with us. It will be so gratifying when we review everything and reveal that in all of our struggles in the darkness and obscurity, Hashem was right there. The Pasuk in Kahelis tells us, Zel Hashem has made one corresponding to the other. Each of us encompasses a bit of Yaakov and a bit of Esav. One moment we feel Hashem and we need nothing else, we have it all. A moment later, the body overpowers, reminding us of who is in charge down here and how hard it is to defeat. Already in their mother's womb, the children grappled and sought to defeat each other in the eternal war between the kingdoms of holiness and impurity. The body wants this world while the soul yearns for the pleasures of the world to come, which consists of clinging to Hashem. We are constantly mesmerized by the charms of this world. We suffer the illusion that illicit desires are the greatest possible pleasure, but eventually we realize that they are only temporary. They turn bitter. Chasing illicit desires is spiritual suicide. It kills the soul. It causes us to lose this world and the next. The strategy of the Yetzirah is to transform the pleasures of this world into something very enticing. It offers tangible and concrete enjoyment. The Yetzirah Tov's response is Torah. Hashem created the Torah as an antidote. He made it the sweetest thing in the world and Yaakov revealed this sweetness. As we quoted before, V'yakov ishtom Yoshev Oholim. But Yaakov was a wholesome man abiding in tents. Which tent? The tent of Torah. Esav, by contrast, wanted this world. All he wanted was this world. As he says in the Pasuk, Pour into me now some of this very red stuff. All materialism. We must cry out to Hashem day and night. As the Pasuk in Tilim says, They cried out to Hashem in their distress. Every person cries out to Hashem from his lowest depths. When we are in public, we can still scream silently. Hashem, as the Pasuk in Tilim says, From the depths I call to you, Hashem. The scream of the heart from the depths. Do you feel like Esav is hunting you? Scream to Hashem. As we say, 
I don't know when you're listening to this, but Rosh Chodesh is tomorrow when I'm recording it, maybe today when you're hearing it. Ona Hashem please Hashem, rescue me. The more difficult our challenges, the greater the reward. It is hard for you to learn Gemara, to daven, to sing Zmiros, to sit and learn for uninterrupted hours. Scream and cry to the heart of heaven. Master of the world, I want to be holy. Through this, the Zohar says, we merit and ascend to the highest places. A person cannot change in an instant. However, this is the advantage of the Balchuva. He screams, he struggles, and he never gives up. Taking a person made of physical matter and expecting him to connect to godliness, which is so exalted, is so very difficult. It is not an easy thing. So many things of this world do not contribute to the connection that we try to form with Hashem. When we receive vitality from other things, from inappropriate music or books, gadgets, unnecessary food, or other things that are called external wisdom, at that moment we are detached from Hashem. Why is it called external wisdom? It is external because it is wisdom that cultivates a bond with the externalities in a person. It distances him from any bond to innerness. Sometimes we need a break to chat with friends, to relax, to take a trip, to eat something delicious, but it must all be done with connection. If we have Hashem three times a day in our tefillahs and in our set time for learning Torah, and then the rest of the day is dedicated to quote-unquote other things, we are guilty of violating the Pasuk in Shemais, Parakhaf, Pasukhaf, Elekei Chesef, Elekei Zav, Gods of silver and gods of gold shall you not make for yourselves. Our entire toil in this world is to nullify the barriers between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We must es- escape these externalities little by little. We are too obsessed with materialism. We eat too much, drink too much. We feel compelled to buy every silly thing. That is all materialistic. When we get overly excited by these things, when we get confused by them, when we boast about them and we think that they will bring us pleasure, <clears throat> we look at them and say how beautiful, how lucky we invest in and cherish them. It is superficiality which only brings suffering. Rabbi Nachman warned us about the charms of falsehood, trying to curry favor in the eyes of others through all sorts of gestures. Such a person is shallow. He does not experience Hashem. He is obsessed with winning over other people. He is not inspired. It is hard for him to daven. He serves Hashem without excitement. We must constantly fortify our inner connection with Hashem. We generally have no problem maintaining our external connection with Hashem. For example, following halacha, obeying Torah wisdom. However, HaKadosh Baruch Hu also wants our inner connection. A person must conduct inner service so that he experiences greater and greater internal unification. How? By remembering Hashem, by foregoing, by waking up each morning and saying Moda'ani and feeling so happy that we woke up healthy and whole, by giving charity with joy that we were able to gladden some pauper, by subjugating our temper, by preserving peace with our spouse. Every small thing, if we connect to it with emuna and do not take credit ourselves, without, thank God, I succeeded. I am such a macher. I am such a good husband. I give such great advice. I act so well. If it is with self-nullification, with humility, with emuna that Hashem gives us everything and we never cease thanking, we thereby attain inner connection. For when from the midst of all of the constrictions and challenges of life, a person manages to reveal within it some divine light, he suddenly feels Hashem. His soul is filled with vitality and astounding pleasantness, as if the world was literally created for these moments. From here, we draw the strength to toil and labor, to withstand the illicit desires and evil inclinations, discouragement and exhaustion. To reach light, we must traverse darkness. It is a law of nature. Without going through the darkness, we cannot perceive great light. Precisely from the most difficult periods in our lives, the greatest salvation sprout. To be a Jew means to struggle for a connection with Hashem in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the routine, 
in the midst of all of the things that do not go well for us. There are times when nothing goes right, our livelihood, our child rearing, our peace at home, or we are not at peace with ourselves. It is hard to concentrate on davening, difficult to be happy. The most important thing is to proceed, to never despair. If a person loses hope, it is worse than all of his sins are. For when a person throws up his hands, gives up, and loses his will, he is cut off from his inner essence. He is far from himself. He loses all of his vitality. He becomes a broken vessel. There is no one left with whom to speak. Despair is to entirely lose one's will. Then he is cut off from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Without HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what is left? We must remember that Hashem is always with us. There is no place in the world that does not receive its energy from the Creator of the world. There is no place in the world where Hashem's compassion cannot be found. There in the darkness, <coughs> in the heaviness, seek Hashem, for when we find Him there, we emerge from there. This is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's greatest delight. He delights in the service that people perform in this world, struggling with darkness, enduring such harsh suffering. The world crushes them, yet they continue, reciting brachas again, davening again, trying to smile again, even when we have no smiles left to give. That is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, that we do what we have to, even if we feel nothing. Light and darkness, this is how Hashem created this world. There are times like this, light, and there are times like that, darkness. <clears throat> Life is a seesaw, sometimes up and sometimes down. A Jewish soul is a melody, and a melody cannot be composed solely of high notes. Before we can get to the fruit, we must pass through the shells and the husks. The moon begins to become full only after it disappears completely. Even the tallest and greenest tree begins with a small seed that first totally rots in the ground. A Jew can be full of light. He is happy. He thanks Hashem. Davening is illuminated for him. His learning shines. Suddenly everything goes completely dark. He does not understand what happened to him and he is panicked by his downfall. However, he must remain happy. Now, if he is fighting, it means he has still not reached his completion. There is still more to be achieved and the way to achieve it is precisely by navigating the darkness. We must remember that from everything that occurs, Hashem only wants to grow new things. Stronger, more refined and more amazing. That concludes the Torah portion of Rav Azulai's Light of Amuna, and now as we do every week, we conclude with the tefillah that Rav Azulai shares with us from his heart, his cry to Hashem. It is a very personal and intimate part of him, and it reads, Master of the world, grant me Amuna. Grant me the desired designation, person of Amuna. For if I was truly a Jew of Amuna, I would say thank you for everything, even for the air conditioner that suddenly started to drip and Baruch Hashem stopped. I would also thank for the telephone call that got me really upset, blew all my fuses, because instead of the caller saying thank you for everything that I've done for him all these years, he attacked me with complaints. He used God against me, threatening me that God in heaven would, will hold me accountable. Help me thank for it all. Help me, Father, to always be able to say that it is good for me, that I may never, I may never feel that it is bad for me, that I constantly recall that there is a creator of the world who does everything. And he only does good, even if I cannot always comprehend how it can possibly be good. Help me remember that I am always found in your hands, Father. That you love me with boundless love. That you do everything for my benefit. That you created the whole world for me, to further what is best for me. Therefore, whatever happens to me in life is what is absolutely best for me. Master of the world, I want to merit the desired title of Person of Emuna, Ish Emuna, Adam Emuna. For if I would truly have Emuna, my life here would be Ganeden. Have an awesome, uplifting, and wonderful Shabbos. You've been listening to the Light of Emuna Parsha podcast based on the teachings of the Orha Emuna weekly publication by Harav Menachem Azolai. This podcast is produced by Hillel Caps Productions, Lezecher Nishmas, Rachel Bas Yosef Zev. Translation and narration by Dove Elias. 
For more information about the Light of Emuna or to receive a weekly Parsha newsletter, please visit www.tloe.us.